Yeah. Welcome to Time Out with T.O. Everybody out there in Lasterland, get your podcast ready. I'm ready like the Seahawks were ready this weekend. We got a great show coming up. My man Alonzo Bowden is back in the building. We're going to recap this Super Bowl. And along with my other co-host, Rob Sesternino. Oh, my God. I like that. Yeah, yeah thank like you. That. Oh my God! Moving into the uh, stadium announcer gig. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> the best <laughs> intro I've ever gotten. Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, we got a lot to talk about. You know, we did have a special guest that was going to be in the building, but uh, due to the inclement weather in New York, um, he kind of got rerouted. So Jamie Fox, uh, he'll probably join us at another time. But we're going to keep it moving, though. Um, we don't have anything to talk about, but Super Bowl Forty Eight. How about today. those commercials? Uh, <laughs> the commercials. That would you want to start out with the commercials? <laughs> no, let's start out with the game. Were you there? You went to the game? No, I didn't go to the game. I I was there, uh, contributing with uh, Fox Channel Eleven there in uh, yeah. New I did York see City. one of your clips. I did see one of your clips from Fox. Yeah, 11. so I had a great time with. Uh, Corey and uh, Sukanya Suki and Mr. G, the weatherman. Yeah. Uh, man, I had a great time myself and DeHoney Jones and uh, Carl Banks was there. Uh, he stepped in and uh, joined us. And also uh, Frenchie Montana, Rick, the man Ross was in the building. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, we had we had a great time. Uh, we had a couple of segments uh, each night that was that I was there. So, so how, how did you like being the media? Oh, you know, I, I kind of go with the flow. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to hold any punches because of whatever. Um, but, again, I was trying to be objective when I could. And, uh, obviously, it really was kind of my take on who was going to win, who yeah. did I think was going to win, and, and why. And, um, obviously, when we left here last Tuesday before I went to, uh, to New York, uh, I had my pick of Seattle winning 23-13. So, again, I, uh, you know, all I gave, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos with 13 points. Um, didn't think that uh, the Seattle Seahawks were going to muster up 40-something points. But um, with that team, obviously, I think everybody knows, and, and it goes, and it's so cliche, and, and obviously it rings so true that defense wins championships. Yeah. Did you uh, do you stay in touch with any of the players at Seattle? Like, were you talking to anybody, any friends on the team before the game? Um, and my question is, did they expect to mollywop uh, <laughs> so, Denver? Because yeah. they mollywopped them. There's no other word to describe that. And and it, before you look up mollywop, if you're watching or listening, what you saw Sunday was a definition of yeah. mollywop. Oh, they, From the context, <laughs> you can get what that is. You don't need to look it up. It was a mollywopping. <laughs> but, yeah, I talked to – uh, some of the guys uh, that were out uh, attending some of the gifting suites, uh, some of the guys that were on IR, I didn't know. But um, again, they they were you know they were excited about the game. Um, I didn't reach out to any of the guys that were actually playing in the game because I knew they were trying to get focused and they had enough you know distractions. I'm sure right. with family and and friends and stuff like that. But um, you know I, I was I was looking forward to to the game and I I honestly thought that you know they were going to win. I uh, just didn't know uh, in what fashion, and I think they pretty much shocked the world. And I listened to some of the comments by, you know, some of the Broncos, mainly um, 
Peyton Manning when he said that, you know, obviously it, it wasn't embarrassing. And I think uh, Champ Bailey said in his in his post game that it was embarrassing. And then Peyton Manning said that it wasn't embarrassing. So, yeah, Peyton was, you know, he didn't like that word insulted. embarrassing. Uh, it, but, you know, that I mean, that's the culture, right? The culture is no matter how well you do in the regular season, if you don't bring home the championship, it, it doesn't matter. And to, to go to the game with that much hype, to, to have the greatest season of any quarterback in history and to get beat that bad, that has to be embarrassing. That's embarrassing. And, and to, to, to everybody that's listening and, and, to, and that's watching, for me to, to hear Peyton Manning say that, for me it's just like, dude, I mean, it is what it is. Like everybody expected him to play obviously better. Um, everybody was trying to basically kind of send him off in the sunset, you know, right. he wanted with, to with the Super like, Bowl win. He wanted to leave like Elway. Right, and the thing is, everybody talked about his legacy before and after the game. And, again, I think this somewhat tarnishes it, you know, in a sense. And, again, he, obviously you, he had 55-something uh, odd touchdowns, you know, for the regular season, but you couldn't – you know, you can't take those until the – those don't count on <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. No. So, you know, Ask again – Right, so again, this I think this this does something, and I, I looked at the panel and I talked. Uh, I saw that uh, Trent Dilfer and and Chris Carter kind of went at it where they were discussing the legacy, and Trent Dilfer was kind of going to bat and defending Peyton Manning, saying that it doesn't. But at the end of the day, I agreed, and this is you know, I'm cringing when I say this, you know, me agreeing with Chris Carter that this does do something for his legacy because. Again, the this the name of the game is about winning Super Bowls, about winning championships. And Peyton Manning had obviously his stats will kind of speak for itself, but this was this is this was definitely a situation and a platform to solidify, I think, uh his legacy, if you will. And I think for him to go out like that, it was uh it was a total embarrassment, regardless of of, of how graciously, you know, he said it wasn't. Um, for for I know if I'm on the Broncos, that was pr- that would probably be one of the the first words I would use. You know, is it was embarrassing. Well, here here's the thing. Yeah, have you heard anyone mention Jim Kelly lately? In <laughs> Buffalo, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and and I think what's worse for Peyton is he had the chance to win. Like he's been to three Super Bowls and only won one. I think mm-hmm. it's. It would almost be better if he didn't go. Like if the team didn't make it, then he's not the guy who lost the Super Bowl. He's like, well, our defense wasn't good enough to get there or something like that. You know what I mean? But the fact that he made it and And he's basically single-handedly put them there. Right, and he's lost two out of three. I mean, he's he's not the winningest Super Bowl quarterback in his family. (laughs) <laughs> that's that, that, that's fair, and, and that's got <laughs> that's got to kill him. You yeah. know that kills him. That Eli wanted uh, Eli's got two, and he's only got one. Of course, that that's yeah. your baby brother is a better quarterback than you. Peyton had <laughs> didn't have a great game, but he didn't have a terrible game. You can't put this loss no. at the foot of Peyton Manning. Yes, I mean, yes, even if can. he even if he had a, a great game, even if you take away the two picks, so they still lose this game so by twenty points. So why was everybody points. talking about his legacy then? If we can't put it on him. If you're gonna if you're gonna put it on him, the quarterback has has that responsibility to take the wins and the losses. If anything, you know, put some more blame on him for the one they lost to the Saints. I mean, he had that big interception in in that game. This one was just like the, the whole team. Yeah. yeah, a couple of years ago. But here, 
A couple of years, you can't. What happened two years ago ain't got nothing to do <laughs> no, with what I, just happened. Here's the thing, Rob. When you're the man, yeah, you know, and like this is the same way with LeBron, right? When when Miami lost to Dallas, LeBron had a triple double in the last game. You know who lost the championship? LeBron, mm-hmm. because, right, because your because name is on enough. the team, right? And you're, he didn't and, do and enough. This team, nobody can. Denver's team was Peyton Manning. That was the name on, you know, that was the brand. That was it. More so than Seattle. Seattle, you couldn't really say Seattle is Russell Wilson or is it Marshawn Lynch or Seattle, it's more of a team. That is is an example to the T and at the finest, a team win. mm -hmm. They won in every phase of the game. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. I just don't think we can call Peyton Manning a loser or any anything like that for you know he's still he lo- the did, best did quarterback. He, did he lose the Super Bowl? Did he he, lo- he lost the Super loser. Bowl, but he I think <laughs> he he's getting he's getting way more blame okay, for so the loss. He, okay, so if he would have won, guess who would have been getting the blame sure, for the win? Sure. All right then, so he should be taking the blame for this loss. And I think y'all he need does. to get up off his nuts, quit riding him. I think he. I think personally. He feels that way probably more so than anybody. He's probably blaming himself more than anybody could ever blame him. Because you know how much he wanted that one. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted that. And he, Dude, he half wanted of America to, wanted it. He wanted to will that to happen. He, I mean, he got hit. No, again, Seattle just came out, like you said, every aspect of the game. He was getting hit. He was getting rushed. The, the, the pick six... He got hit on the arm throwing the ball. I mean, he was always under pressure, you know, to where he was hearing footsteps. He was rushing passes. Peyton was throwing the ball away on passes that Peyton makes because you know he heard defensive footsteps. On he was first. nervous right. all all game. And um, it's unfortunate. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback Never or a it. loser, but he lost the Super Bowl. Hey, so you he's know, a loser. In the Super you know, Bowl. like overall, again, I, I think it's going to be like Dan Marino. It's going to be like, wow, this guy had great stats. He was a great quarterback, you know, blah, 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 accurate touchdowns. Right, and this but and the that. guy has won but a Super Bowl. He didn't Bowl. win he it won. all. He's won a yeah. Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. yeah, he, again, won. he has won. Right, that's the thing. Had he, had he not won at all, then I think, yeah, then we would have a lot to say about his legacy, but he's won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I think, obviously, when you bring up legacy into the mix, this could have solidified it. And if this wasn't about his legacy, then why is everybody bringing it up? Why did everybody even bring legacy up if this wasn't about his legacy? Because he's 37. I mean, that that's yeah. you know, it ain't like that. he got four more tries at this. Um, I think that was it. Oh, I don't yeah, think this, he's going to oh, retire. Oh, I don't he's, think he's going to retire. But and I don't see them going back to the Super no, Bowl next this year. This was it. This was his chance. This it was, was such a magic carpet ride the whole season to get to this point. It felt like this game was going to be a coronation of the Broncos, and I kind of feel like when it's too easy the whole way, that's a, it. Rarely ever works out where you just go wire to wire. You're the best team. From that Thursday night, he threw seven touchdowns. You felt like um, maybe there could have been a bump in the road, and that it was, was it. Just like that Patriots uh, New York New, right. New York Giants yeah. game when they were eighteen and zero, right? And they thought everybody thought that they were going to win. No, really, that one was better because the Patriots lost. <laughs> just, right. That just made it better to watch Tom Brady but lose it was and like, his wife cussing out people. Right, but it was almost like <laughs> it was a given that they were going to win. And then all of a sudden, Eli, you know, those guys, they came out of nowhere and they and they shocked the world. Yeah. So, again, 
I knew the speed. That's what I think I think a lot of people underestimated about the defense of Seattle. They knew that they were good, but if you watch that game, dude, they hit and hit and hit those receivers to like as the game progressed, you saw the receivers catching the ball, they were looking around, they were losing yards before they were going upfield to get first down. Mm-hmm. And that that just shows you the nature of the game and how that defense, they dictated and they changed the way that offense and those players played from the first half to the second half. Yeah, I mean, it was – and it, and it, they got punched in the mouth right in the beginning, and I don't think they ever recovered from they it. They got mollywhopped they, in the mouth. <laughs> they got the mollywopped, and, then, and they were like, whoa. You know what I mean? The only thing I can think of it was like some people – remember when Tyson used to fight and some people thought they had a chance, and then he would hit them once, and their whole plan would go right out the window. It would be like, no, I'm going to just lay down. <laughs> that was the safety. That was right. the safety to start the game. Yeah. But the was, thing is, we're a mess. The score was 22 to 0 going into halftime. They kicked the ball off. So I'm like, okay, well, they're three scores. They're, they're at least three scores down and a field goal from taking the lead. So I'm thinking, okay, if they can stop the Seattle Seahawks on this opening drive, then they have a chance. And here comes. The X Factor. Percy Harvin. Yeah. That has only played two games uh, during the regular season. And he was pretty much like the, like they had so many, so many people that showed up in this game. They could they had a number of candidates that could have been the MVP yeah. for this game. And so when I saw that, it was 22-0. They kicked the ball off, and Percy Harvin ran it back. For me, that was it. That was the, the that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I felt like there was no there was no coming back from that because that was pretty much that was pretty much the dagger. What did you think of Malcolm Smith as the MVP? I he had a fumble recovery mm-hmm. and he had a pick six, piggybacking off a pick six to end the NFC Championship game. So again, nobody really knew who Malcolm Smith was until these last couple of games, and he basically sh- he showed up. So again, you could have given it Malcolm Smith. You could have given it to Percy Harvin, Russell Wilson. You could have given it to Russell yeah, Wilson. Russell Wilson had a good game. You know the thing. The thing about the Percy Harvin run back though that that was the worst attempt at tackling. They had him surrounded twice, and just nothing. Just I mean, what was Denver? What was Denver even thinking? You know what I mean? When you have three guys around a run, like, hit him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Hit him. It was just bad. And I think in the third quarter, like you said, going into halftime, they come out. It's like, okay, we can score three touchdowns. But in the third quarter, you could see Denver's body language. You could see heads hung down. You could see people just not in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They They were. Oh, they were yeah. done. They were they were done. They could have they could have dumped the Gatorade on Pete Carroll <laughs> right after Bruno Mars. Five minutes, yeah, really. Five minutes into the second half, they could have. Oh, just after after, after the touchdown, he could have changed clothes. He could have they could have dumped the Gatorade on him and then he changed and come back. And they dumped it on him. <laughs> dumped it on him again. Twice, yeah, yeah. But I think uh, yeah they they scanned the sidelines a few times and they showed uh, No. Sean Marino. I mean, he was just kind of in distraught. They showed some of the defensive guys. 
they showed they showed uh, Peyton Manning's face after the after re, after the return. Yeah, Peyton was. Oh, like, and it was uh, just like he was like, oh my god, he couldn't believe it. He had that look like I can't believe that just happened. Even Eli Manning had that look on his face. Oh man, maybe Archie too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know what else I thought was a big play in the game was at the end of the second quarter when it was the Broncos were driving and they had like a fourth and two or fourth and three around like the 25 yard line. They decided to go for it instead of kicking the field goal. I felt like that would have been better to, I know they were trying to get a touchdown there, but just to get some points on the board, get the zero off the board in the second quarter and not go into halftime with a being shut out. Do you think that would have helped them at all? But I, I guarantee you their thinking was we can make up this in the second half. Mm -hmm. We're only down Two, I mean, three touchdowns, and like I said, a field goal to to, to to take the lead. So them having the utmost confidence in Peyton Manning and what he's done throughout the season, they I'm sure they figured in their mind, okay, we'll go for it. If we don't, if we don't make it, okay, we got an opportunity to to at least score if we get the first down. And if we don't, we're gonna come out second half. We're gonna regroup, make some halftime adjustments. We stop them three and out or whatever on the first series, and we get the ball back and we go back down and score. Why wouldn't you think that when you have pretty much the most prolific, one of the most prolific quarterbacks in the game that's broken records uh, all year long? He even broke a record in this game yeah. in the loss with yeah. re with receptions. Uh, I mean, 33 uh, right, completions. completions. I, I, I meant. Um, so, again – with what Peyton Manning has done and what the team has done, I'm sure they were relying on them actually regrouping. But after after that after that run back by Percy Harvin, it was ain't no stopping us now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it was not wow. happening. Yeah, did you get to go to any good uh, after parties for Super Bowl? Oh yeah, um, first day I got in, I, I left here Wednesday. Um, got there and uh, Thursday went out to uh, EA uh, EA party. Ooh, and, and then um, yeah, Bootsy Bellows uh, from LA. They had like a little pop up little spot, mm -hmm. so went there, um, which was a good time. And then was that Friday? Yeah, went to uh, the ESPN party, which was uh, which was a good one. And on Saturday. Um, I think the best one that I went to was probably the Maxim party. Yeah, that was the one that uh, Justin Bieber had to sneak in. Oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. Did, did you see Justin Bieber? Did you see? No, Biebs? I, didn't, I I didn't see him, but I heard he got turned down. Yeah, he couldn't get in anywhere because he's only nineteen and he's got so much heat on heat him. Heat on? Oh, yeah. They were like, we don't want your ass in here. Right. <laughs> that, that's a red flag yeah. already. I heard that they had to they. Pulled over his airplane off the tarmac because that they had there was a strong smell of marijuana coming out of the airplane. Could be. Who yeah. knows? How could they detect that on a tarmac with all that wind? <laughs> I don't know. It must have been a lot of smoke. What? Who knows? They yeah. must. They must have had weed. Weed gas. <laughs> <laughs> weed gasoline. <laughs> wow, Justin Bieber yeah. is uh, reinventing air travel. Um, Okay, so a, fun, a couple other stories that came let's, out of the Super Bowl. Let's just jump right to the best. Let's jump to the best, best of the offer best. of Super Bowl after party. <laughs> All right, so TMZ is reporting that uh, there is a woman that has another offer uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, porn star, or I believe she's former porn star, Savannah Sampson, uh, she is saying that she wants to gangbang the Seahawks. 
Now, she won an AVN award in 2005 for uh, Best Gang Bang, and she told uh, TMZ she's such a big fan of the Seahawks defense, she wants to have a gang bang with the LOB. <laughs> Legion of Boom. Literally. Yes. It would be the Legion of Boom after the gang bang. <laughs> Down <a> buddy. <laughs> Man, so I, well, it's an offer. I think everybody's going to be looking up Savannah Sampson when they get home. Yeah. Including me. Now, I looked her up right here. She's cute. She's yeah. a cutie. But it says that she, on her Wikipedia, it says that she's a former American uh, pornographic actress. So okay. I guess that begs the question, if they don't tape it, then it's not porn, right? Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it has to be porn. I mean, the, the part we leave out is pornography. Right? Yeah. So the ography has to be right. the video. video part. So... It's just. It's, I think she'd do it just for the fun of it. You yeah. Know, just something to talk with the girls about. And I on, think one. I think one brunch. of those Seahawks are going to try to try to reach out. One, or two. Come on. Come if you on, also, yeah. if you were Seahawk, you'd be reaching yeah. out. Yeah. Why not? So now, is this offer just for the starters, or like do the second teamers and, and third teamers? Listen. I think if you got some uh, some some Seahawk. Uh, Paraphernalia, yeah, <laughs> or, or or anything. If you got one of those slick silver sideline jackets, and and how would that work with like the <laughs> would the starters be the eleven guys that start well, in the gangbang and first. then they get? Yeah, I mean you got to respect. Yeah, you got to respect that. I think starters get first pick, and then second know. string comes in after that. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then the coaches. Yeah. What about the offense? I know, I know, nah, I know. Richard so much. Sherman be telling, "Yo, I'm the best corner in the game." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start right here. I'm the best corner in the game. <laughs> Savannah Sampson is a mediocre actress. <laughs> a sorry ass porn star. Yeah, you ain't done nothing since 2005, Savannah. Step your game up. Uh, she's been I recovering. Wanna, I, yeah, I want the I want the best gang bang in the game. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we'll see what happens with uh, Savannah Sampson. Uh, now, that wasn't the only thing involving uh, porn and the Super Bowl that happened. So the website Pornhub, are you guys familiar with that website? I, I, I just heard about it. <laughs> yeah, he just heard Apparently, about it. Apparently, there's uh, a I'll website. I'll go ahead and admit that I have heard of Pornhub. <laughs> Apparently, there's this website that's, a, that's some sort Wait of a, a hub that's for right. porn. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He hasn't heard of Pornhub. No, I haven't. <laughs> never been a need for Pornhub in the life of T.O. Nope. <laughs> nope, so, you're exactly right. So Pornhub tracks the number of visitors that come to its site from the different cities. And so what they have released is a, a chart here which demonstrates that as of the Super Bowl started, the number of people visiting Pornhub in Denver, Colorado, and Seattle, Washington plummeted, but... When the game was over, the number of people on Pornhub in Denver was over 10% higher than it normally is, while the people in Seattle were not visiting Pornhub as much. Hey, those guys, and I don't know, they were blowing off a lot of steam. Listen, yeah. Den Denver was upset. Denver was upset. and they, they Is that the move? They probably turned the game off, what, middle of the third quarter? Absolutely. And then, you, you know, you still got a bunch of snacks and friends are at the house. What the hell? <laughs> Man, I think uh, some of those Broncos, they start, uh, you know, contacting their people about uh, off-season workouts during the third quarter. <laughs> you know, next year. They was calling agents. What? That Wait. game was over with, dude. I can't imagine. I can't imagine just being in that locker room on that sideline just looking at each other like, what is going on? Like, you've had two weeks to prepare. Mm-hmm. You got the best quarterback in the game. 
the best season ever by a quarterback. And this is what's happening? 22 to 0 going into the half? And also, looking at these Pornhub stats, it wasn't like there was no porn being watched in Seattle, just less than there was in Denver. So there was some some guys in Seattle celebrating, too. Yeah. I mean, there was still pe- more people watching p- the porn when the game started in Denver than in Seattle. I mean, there's still like a sizable gap here. You know, the game wasn't even that out of hand, and people are still looking at Pornhub in Denver. Maybe yeah, they but, were trying but to... but right about, uh, let's see... Well, yeah. it looks like right about the start of game time is when Denver took over the porn lead, as if psychically they knew that that game was not going to be worth watching. Yeah, sky high. That's very interesting. <laughs> very interesting to see how this all uh, worked out. And so- this is the only place you'll get that stat, by the way. You're not going to get this on ESPN or Fox Sports. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I guess around <laughs> like uh, yeah, 7:30. Like there was really there wasn't a decline until. What about a little after eleven? Yeah, and yeah. I, I would like to yeah, see a second study. They didn't match till one a.m. So yeah, right. They were all done at about the same time. Yeah. What was the what was the porn that people were watching? Was it different than porn that they would normally would be watching? Is there a certain type of porn that you go to to make you feel better after your team gets molly whopped in the Super Bowl? I think they were checking out Savannah Sampson. Savannah Sampson? No, she was with the Seahawks. I think they wanted to see Savannah. Yeah, that's why they'd want to see her get gangbanged. Right, they wanted to see what she was up to, what kind of action she uh, she was involved in. Okay, so here's another picture from after the Super Bowl. This is the GM of the Seahawks, John Schneider. Schneider. Uh, he is wearing the WWE championship belt uh, and no shirt on. Uh, this picture was posted to Earl Thomas's Instagram uh, quickly before uh, deleting it. Um, can, can you give, give us an explanation of how this happened? So team wins Super Bowl. Uh, how do we end up with the GM with no shirt on wearing the WWE championship belt? Well, I'm, at least he has his shirt shirt off. At least he doesn't have his pants off or anything like this. So I think this is this is acceptable. I mean, I think there are GMs that have done far worse things than take their shirt off and put a championship belt around their waist. So, again, they just won the Super Bowl. They can do what they want. Think, <laughs> is that I the rule? That shows, I think that shows they didn't just spray the champagne. Somebody was drinking some of it. <laughs> All right, this is a hilarious picture. Oh, yeah, that's that's not a good look for anybody. <laughs> yeah, and isn't the move with the WWE Championship belt, didn't you want to hold it like over your shoulder? Isn't that the, the better move, Sean? Maybe. No. Like, we, may, we only saw one picture. More. Yeah. This is only one picture, though. Yeah. It's only one I'm picture. sure there were more. Okay. Uh, so Russell Wilson just won the Super Bowl, and instead of going to uh, Disneyland, he is going to be going to Texas Rangers minor league spring training. Malcolm Smith is going to Disney World. Yeah. Malcolm the MVP goes to, the, to Disney World. Yeah. Russell Wilson can't go too? Well, I'm surprised they didn't give him the MVP. Yeah. Well, Russell Wilson, so he was drafted in the uh, Major League Baseball uh, free agent draft recently. Um, He's not going to go to play. He's going to go mentor the Texas Rangers minor leaguers. Well, I think there's something to this. Obviously, it starts out with him mentoring and obviously then getting him getting the itch, you know, him taking some BP, you know, fielding some balls, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, he he has that, that, that itch again to play. And then he's playing in a few uh, minor league games, and then obviously maybe the Texas uh, Rangers sign him. Yeah, I mean, he loves baseball. I don't think they're going to let him play. 
I don't think you risk your Super Bowl winning quarterback, you know, getting hit by a pitch in the side of the head or well, something I, like that. Even but, if he does, I think he. I, I guarantee you, if they offered him a contract in baseball right now, it'd probably be far more than what he'll be getting in. Yeah, football. that's true. He's still on his rookie contract <laughs> in football. That's for sure. But uh, wouldn't that wouldn't that be amazing to win the Super Bowl and then say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go play baseball. I mean, that that would be amazing. But that you'd have to be Bo Jackson to do that. Why can't you be Russell Wilson? He ain't no Bo. How do we know? Bo, because we knew about Bo, because Bo was a freak of nature. But I didn't really know anybody's baseball skills until you I didn't know act, anything about baseball. Until I saw, and until Bo I Jackson? saw him, until I saw him play. Really? Well, you you were playing football, so I guess you knew the football. No, I knew Bo Jackson. They talked about how great a baseball player Bo really? Jackson was. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really. Yeah, know. Yeah, Bo Jackson was hitting four hundred and fifty foot home runs in college. He was truly. I mean, when they did that greatest athlete of all time, you know, Bo was definitely in, in the conversation discussion. because. Right. And and I'm not saying Russell Wilson isn't a great baseball player. I'm sure he's good, but. Sounds like that's what you're saying, Alonzo. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. He's. I think Rob, he's good. Rob, can I get some popcorn, Rob? Sure. Great. I'm so happy to see Hawks won. Besides, what's he going to do? Play for the Texas Rangers? Do you realize the Texas Rangers are rivals of the Seattle Mariners? You think he's going to come to oh. Seattle in a Texas Ranger baseball uh, uniform? Oh, you think gonna, that's going to happen? But they're Especially loving. with the Mariners having Robinson Cano, the best second baseman in baseball. Mm-hmm. And he's the second baseman. Hey, that's where they have mixed feelings with him. I don't think they have mixed feelings with him anymore. They love him. I think he's all right. Yep. So he's, he's a little munchkin, but they love him. <laughs> he's our little munchkin. Did you see the video about the guy who uh, snuck into Malcolm Smith's press conference after the Super Bowl? Did you cover that when you were in New York? No, I didn't know anything about that. So um, a guy, uh, Malcolm Smith is being interviewed, and a guy snuck in. And he got to the microphone and said, investigate 9-11. 9-11 was perpetrated by people within our own government. And then he was promptly removed by security. Now, why why did this man wait uh, 13 years to deliver this message about uh, the truth about 9-11? Well, he was waiting for the Super Bowl to be played in New York. He, he couldn't go to a Super Bowl in, at the Superdome or in Miami. And, you know, it had to be in New York. It's all about timing, Rob. Timing's everything? Yep. Also, I I have a friend, I know a a comic, who he doesn't disrupt press conferences, but there's a whole society of people who sneak into events. Mm -hmm. It's like they video it and stuff like that. They sneak into. So that's a big deal, like, in that world, the fact that he was able to sneak into a Super Bowl press conference. You know, like, my... My buddy has snuck into the Rolling Stones concerts and been backstage, and he's snuck into all kind of, like, really huge events, you know? So I think this guy is just one of those people, because even he said that he was surprised he got that far. He thought he was going to get caught, Mm -hmm. and nobody questioned him. He had, like, a fake badge from a different event, and people just, you know, it was one of those things where security just saw something plastic hanging around his neck and said, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. You go know? ahead, throw. It's like a Baba Booey thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Is that the so, new thing to say 9-11 is an inside job? No, that that crazy people have been around <laughs> since the day after 9-11. But, uh, you know, good good for him for getting past security. I think that's that's the the funny part. Too bad he tried to, to go with that. Are you guys even surprised? I mean, they just had this guy. What was up next to the president? The guy from um, yeah, in Africa, right? At the, at that was Nelson Mandela's memorial, imitating um, 
Yeah. Uh, the, the sign language and stuff yeah. like the deaf people. Maybe that was this guy's cousin. Maybe it's a family thing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if a guy can get up next to the president mm-hmm. t- to get in a measly game like the Super Bowl is nothing. Any word on if they're reopening the 9-11 investigation? Based on this, uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. no. Oh. Do a phone call? We got somebody. Jay Fox. What's up? What up, baby? What's up, Jay Fox? Man, I'm chilling. Y'all on right now? Yeah, yeah we man. on right now. How you doing? What's going on with it? Oh, man, we're just talking about the Super Bowl. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we talked about the NFC Championship. I came on your show and we talked about uh, the 49ers Seahawks game, and I was basically trying to break it down to you at that time who I thought was going to yeah. win and why they were going to win. And, you know, obviously I started my career with the 49ers, but, you know, me playing the game of football, I kind of know a little bit more than the X's and O's and a little bit more than the fan fan perspective. And so I kind of broke it yeah. down as well as Randall Cobb and some other guys as to why the Seattle Seahawks were going to beat the 49ers, in which they ultimately did and got into the Super Bowl. So – what? Well, this is what I want to say. First of all, T.O., I, I just want to say thank you for coming on for our listeners because, you know, we're very emotional over there, and we've never played one down of football in the NFL in our lives. <laughs> so we'll be talking about some stuff that ain't got nothing to do with, with nothing. We'll be called, well, he's a Scorpio. There's no way he can go to the playoffs. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but we were so happy that you came and, and showed some light on it because, you know, you were actually – Absolutely 100% right. And you talked about the defense. You talked about the size of uh, Seattle, uh, which gave me insight on when I was uh, on, on uh, the NFL program and they were asking me my picks. And it was so hard to go against the story. It's hard to go against the legend. It's hard to go against what is to be the storybook, which is for Peyton Manning. And so I was gracious in saying I believe that Peyton Manning is one of the greatest quarterbacks uh, of our time, but I do believe that the Seattle Seahawks will beat them. And uh, here's another uh, little factoid. I'm going onto the field, and I got my daughter with me and everybody, and Russell Wilson runs off the field, and I meet him. And I just whispered to him, I said, hey, man, you know, you only got one shot at this right now. You only got one game left. Play loose. Then I go on to see his uh, his grandmother, his, his uh, grandfather, his mom and his wife and his whole family in the skybox. And I just felt like it was his day, man. You know how you can sort of feel like it's someone's time, and I felt like it was a time I actually Instagrammed those pictures, man, and they turned out victorious. And uh, uh, that was that. But I, I got to say, man, you were the one who was uh, telling us that Seattle would be the one to have to deal with uh, – because you got a chance to play with them for 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 a second, and you yep. said that organization uh, was amazing. And thanks to you, I want a little money out there, T. Hey, I, I appreciate. It. I wish one of my <laughs> other buddies would have listened to me, but he was going with the story. Just like you said, so many people were going with the story, and everybody was trying to basically send send Peyton Manning off into the sunset. You know. With yeah. all that he's done this year, which which was admirable, I mean, it was I mean beyond what anybody thought he was going to be doing, considering he just come off a neck injury, and to, to just to yeah. put on a display of of what he did this year was remarkable. But I don't think anybody expected you know the blowout. I predicted twenty three thirteen Seattle Seahawks. Um, but again, nobody expected them to only muster up eight points. Yeah, you know what, T, I, I got to say this, and I've been watching Peyton Manning's career for a long time, 
And just like all of our all of our lives, it's all relative. If Jamie Foxx, and I hate to speak in third person, but if Jamie Foxx is so to where I'm dictating and I'm running the whole show, and you know, and, and it's not that I'm not listening to other people, I have to somehow figure out different ways to reinvent myself. And I think that that is the problem when it comes to Peyton Manning. We rely on him so much in the regular season, but you give a great coach in the NFL two weeks to prepare for Peyton Manning, he's not going to have the same type of success in the regular season that he is in that game. And this is when I look to Peyton Manning, the coach, who's the person that steps up and says, hey, they're going to take Wes Welker away from us. They're going to take this away. All of these things we know they're going to take from us. So now what are we going to do? in order to surprise them? Is it the running game? I didn't agree with going into the shotgun the first play of a, of a Super Bowl. I thought, get on the center, make sure you got the snap, hand it off, bring everybody sort of uh, butterflies down. But I start to think maybe that, you know, everyone was so caught up in the story that they actually forgot about preparing for football because to be blown out, to me, that says it's not just Peyton Manning's fault. But I think Everyone over there, and I'm not pointing fingers because I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a uh, NFL guy. But to have that happen, it seems like no one said, "Hey, what if Peyton Manning has a bad game? Now who's going to step up, and who are we going to? How can we take some of the pressure off of him? Because there's a lot of pressure when they they already engraved your name on the MVP trophy. They've already given you the uh, the Super Bowl trophy. Now you got to go out there and play with all this pressure. I just wonder what was the conversations and what will be the conversations in the future that will allow this guy who is an incredible quarterback to have that great season and now go finally go over to Burning Sands and, and win that thing. Well, yeah, I think if you look at, obviously, you think about Pete Carroll and, and those guys and, and the team as a whole preparing for Peyton Manning uh, two whole weeks. What do you think with, with all that Peyton Manning has done up until the Super Bowl, you given a mastermind like that two weeks to prepare? So you would think that, hey, we're going we're, we're gonna to be expecting, you probably would have thought 43 points would have been coming from the Broncos. Exactly, but I, I just, I to me, and you know, I I, I played football in you know in, in high school or whatever, but I don't think the game changes when it comes to defense wins championships. And in order for Peyton Manning to be super effective in that game, I thought maybe handing the ball off to his running back who had had a decent season and just taking a little bit of the 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 the, the, the a little bit of the excitement out of the game, I, I slow have... it down a little bit. And don't put so much on on your guy because you know they're gunning for him. So that was my whole thing was I just wonder what will happen in the future because he's, he's going to keep playing for at least, I think, two two more years. You know, and here's a question that you maybe you can ask. Does a, This is what my listeners and what my people want to know. Can a, can, a, can, a, can a star player be so big that they may be afraid to, to ask or tell him, hey, this isn't working. We may have to do a different route. I mean, how do you tell a legend, to, or a legend to be that, that? Hey, man, you know what? Yeah, you're having a big game. We got to we got to change course. Or, I don't think you having all of the controls in this game is what we need. We need everybody on board. That's just a question. 
Well, I'll say it, it goes to the mentality of what the defensive guys said going into that game. They're, they they weren't going to change anything. They weren't going to go away from what they've been doing all year, and that's being aggressive, uh, playing physical right. football. You talk about, you know, Peyton Manning starting the game out in the shotgun and or, or playing it safe just to kind of get in a rhythm, and you talk about taking things away. You talk about, you know, uh, the defense taking uh, Wes Welker away. What I thought what was taken away out of that game was their heart. When they start thumping wow. those guys, they took their heart. And I'm not yeah. going to speak too much on it. I got my guy, Alonzo Bolton, who's also been listening here, and my guy, uh, Rob Sestonino. They, they want to chime in as well. Uh, but Rob, uh, Alonzo, wants to, he has a few comments or questions that he, he wants to kind of chime in and, and add to this. Hey, Jamie, first, oh, first hey, I want to thank you for playing my stand-up on the Foxhole. I appreciate that. Oh, man, anytime, man, anytime, buddy. Appreciate those checks. But in in comparing Peyton Manning's football career to your movie career, now you talked about Peyton Manning being the man and having all that pressure on him and everybody's looking at him. But isn't that when you step up, just like when you started out, you know, moving from a supporting role to now you're the star. It's your movie, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. It's going. This is a Jamie Foxx movie. But you stepped yeah. up to the pressure. Isn't that part of the job when you're that man? In other words, Peyton's been that guy all season. So going into the Super Bowl, he has to know that I'm still the, I'm going to be that guy. I mean, isn't that the moment you're you have to step up? I'll, I'll answer it. In, I'll answer it in two ways. First of all, when it comes to like say what we're doing in in, in my world, you are right. It is up to to me to dictate but at the same time it's not just me i have a fantastic team when we get when we did ray charles i had a fantastic team to be able to look and say hey i'm not eddie murphy i'm not funny i'm not chris tucker i'm not all these guys had all of those lanes filled up i couldn't get a movie that was funny on because every time i did something it reminded people of something else so i had a great team that said hey there's a lane over here that's not being used uh, the dramatic lane, the Ray Charles, the biopics, the small roles that'll give you uh, uh, critical acclaim—maybe not box office, but it will—it will keep you, you know, it will keep your your name alive. So I had to rely on my team. And then there was a minute where I wasn't getting those roles, and things were like dying down. But then I had another team who says, "Okay, let's audible." Let's go to the music. So next thing you know, you got gold digger. You got blame it on alcohol. So now you 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 take advantage of my uh, of my blessings, and so I do that. And then I got another team, and then that team dictated Django. And and as I got older, I had to take my opinion out of it a little bit and let someone who's been watching me from a distance say, "Now that you're older, this is what we need to do." I think. From and listening to uh, a couple of quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and those guys, he said it's in between the ears. And basically, what I took from it was that Peyton Manning has gone to that to that point in his career every time, and the same thing happens. Someone needs to step up and say, "Hey, man, I'm going to take the pressure off of you." Either the coach divide the, says, "Okay." we're going to do this system this time because we know they're going to take this way. We're not taking anything from Peyton Manning, but you need a team. At the end of the day, what I saw was a Seattle Super, a Seattle Seahawks team that was like, we are a team, man. You got to feel, you got to feel like there was a college team. You know what I mean? They had that camaraderie, and they said, the one thing we're going to do, we're going to knock these dudes' heads off. 
while you see the Broncos were doing interviews and, and you know, it was it was sort of easy street. And I think they just took the eye off the ball a little bit of what, of what happened. But it does come down to that big star. But any big star, man, T.O. or anybody will tell you that it's not the big star. It's the people that are around that big star that gives them great intel and gives them great support. And who are those people that are going to step up and take the pressure off of you? And that's what they did in this game, uh, especially speaking of the Seattle Seahawks. Because, you know, everybody, I mean, man, Russell Wilson, he got he got a little mention, uh, being that, you know, he's 25, uh, Peyton Manning, 36-37, um, obviously different in statures and height. Um, but I think when, when you say looking at the team and, and, and the guys around you, that's what happened with the Seattle Seahawks. Russell has been playing this role all along to the point to where everybody right. was kind of disrespecting him in a sense, saying that, oh, he's a game manager, this and that. You never heard, you never heard anything from Russell. No. Uh, and as you saw, yep. every game he went out – he let the players – every week there was different players that were stepping up to the plate. If it wasn't Golden Tate, if it wasn't uh, Jermaine Kurz, if, if, if it wasn't Doug Baldwin, we already know and already knew that we were going to get a dose every week of Marshawn Lynch. You know, everything – defensively, yeah. you saw that team, that, that unit, that defensive unit. Like I said, you, you talk about the, 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 the 2000 Ravens. You talk about the Pittsburgh defense. You talk about the Bears. Now they're they're they actually been put in discussion as one of the best defenses you know you know ever played. But I think also yeah I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. But I think that they I think what they are is a great scheme, and those players thrive within that within that scheme. The only reason I wouldn't give them that is because when you look at the, when you look at that Baltimore or those. The, the steel curtain, they had some guys that were prolific, that would like, like to literally just change the game. But I do believe that they should be mentioned in the new era of how all of the, 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 how all of the uh, rules have been changed where they don't, where you can't play, you, you, you can't play bumper or you can't do all these different things. So I do think you have to tip the hat off to be able to, to know how to tackle someone all of your life since the sixth or seventh grade, and then all of a sudden they tell you as a pro you can't do that. I I have to take my hat off to uh, to the coaches who say, hey, you know what? Let's still crack as hard as we can, but within the rules. And I think that's what that's what you have to really commend them for. Well, I also think the team player was Richard Sherman when it came to all the hype and press because he's a mouth, because he's a talker. He was like, I'll handle that. Let, let Russell concentrate on the game. I mean, Love all of those so interviews, right, all of that, all of that stuff that normally the quarterback has to explain this and that. Richard Sherman took all of that. Richard Sherman talked yeah, smack, man. this and that. He yeah, took man. all the pressure. Smart, man. A team. Yeah, he knew because I, you he know what could I equated to? I, I equated to basketball. I, I look at like all of the big teams with all of the big names, and then there's there's San Antonio Spurs. No commercials. You know what I'm saying? No ESPN, no, 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 uh, no songs out, and they just as a team <laughs> just go and they and they do their bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, look, Keo, man, I, I, I pre- man, listen, man, I'm, I'm so sorry I couldn't be there in person. I will be there in a couple of weeks. I would love to come back on, but uh, like you know, you my dude, man, and I, I just appreciate you coming on our show. Oh, no. And uh, check check out Spider Man is coming down the pipe for me. I get a chance to play Electro. Uh, in Spider Man, I played a villain in Spider Man, and that'll be out in uh, in May, uh, I believe May second, and then uh, um, 
we got Annie coming Christmas. Uh, Jay Z uh, produced Annie. Jay Z, along with Will Smith and James Lasseter, uh, produced uh, and directed by Will Gluck. Uh, and Corvinjane Wallace is going to be the new Annie. So uh, be looking out for that. And that'll be uh, this Christmas, man, December 25th. So we have something to take our kids to. You know, we all got kids. Man. Oh, man, you you always keep things going, man. And uh, definitely you're 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 one of those guys that's multi-talented. Um, you, you've done it you know, across the board, movies, uh, music. I mean, you're just a talent. And I'm a guy that, you know, once we – you know, our first time meeting each other I think was uh, – uh, any given Sunday, you know that movie. Yeah, man. I, let me let me let me tell that story. So <laughs> let me explain something about let me explain something about Tio. Okay, let's just get into yeah, it. I know he's talking this. all mild man right we now. Need this, please. But when he comes to the to, to do the movie any given Sunday, and he has to do it, his play was a reverse where they just hand him off the ball and he reverses and he takes off right. They hand this guy the ball, and meanwhile, it's, it's arena league football players. They're talking trash, like, yeah, we can hold him. We can hand him. He don't mean nothing out here. And I was like, I don't know what y'all talking about. They hand him the ball, B. This dude takes off so fast that he leaves the frame of film. Like, we couldn't even <laughs> see him on the film. The guy that's, that's supposed to be running with him, who has the, the, the steady cam, pulls a hamstring. Both his hands pull up. I don't know if you know this. Both of his hamstrings pull, and T.O. just disappears, runs past the, everybody, throws the ball down, it's real game time, and then somebody walked up to T.O., I believe it was Oliver Stone, and says, hey, hey, man, you got to slow down because we can't, you know, get you. You said S-H-I-T, y'all better speed up because ain't nobody going to see me slacking out here. So they had to thank, thank set you, the cameras up in intervals they had to set the camera up in intervals in order to catch him, man. So I, that was my first taste of T.O., and like I said, we've been friends uh, since then, man. But that's a testament to uh, uh, the you know your expertise, man, and being being who you are, brother. Hey, hey Jamie, thank you, because T.O. comes <laughs> oh, across God. so humble on this show. <laughs> like, oh, I just played a little football. We're like, no, man, you, you oh, man, ran into the Hall of Fame. You No, man, I just, you know, so yeah, thank man. you for, nah, for nah, reminding man. people Listen, just that, how good T.O. That, that, that guy was. right there, man, I, I was – I can't remember the guy's name. I think he played for Cleveland that was on the radio show. And he said, man, I saw T.O., man. He's still right now. I could get out there and give it to him. So, you know, that's a testament to who you are, your blessings, man. And I'm, like I said, I'm your dog all the way, man. And thank you guys for letting me hang out. Alonzo, man, you know, we always got you, man. Let's get this comment. Hey, Jamie, I'm going to use your name to get a free ticket to Spider-Man. Now that we've actually talked, <laughs> this is, hey, my all boy good, Jamie's hey. starring in the movie. Don't I get, you know. <laughs> Thank, All you, good, man. Man. Thank you, man. Thank you, All right, guys. All right, appreciate you, Jamie. Thanks a lot, Jamie. All right. All right. Well, that yeah. was a, that no. was a surprise for for everybody. You know I what loved mean? it, yeah. but yeah, T.O. Finally, finally, look at you. people. If you're watching on Laughter, you got to see T.O. blush <laughs> oh, because <man>. finally <laughs> you had to you have to be who you are. You, I mean, I appreciate the humility, but but make no mistake, we're sitting here with one of the greatest receivers. Of all time, literally, and and, and without a that. doubt, appreciate one that. of the fastest and one of the prototype big wide receivers. I mean, you name it, and you did it, and you've been on the big stage. So I'm I'm glad Jamie was able to bring that out. 
Now, how did they get you for any given Sunday? Because you were only, what, in the league? How long were you in the league when they... Maybe a couple years. I mean, that, that movie's like 1999, right? Yeah, so it, it was, yeah, that, it was that, that year. I think it was I think they got him because he was still working cheap back then. They didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but how does, that, how does that come up? Did you know Did you know somebody? Your agent says, hey, well, they need the football players for this movie? Dude, I haven't had many concussions, but I have no idea how that came <laughs> You were just there. I was just there, and... I got to meet, dude, like, uh, trust me, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I knew they said LL and, and Jamie Foxx was going to be there. And so I knew those guys. But, I mean, I got a chance to meet Oliver Stone, um, Cameron Diaz for a brief second, Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, who else? Jim Brown. I got to meet these guys. And, man, and just to see, again, that scene in the locker room, yeah, where Al Pacino is giving that speech, I yeah. was I was in there, dude, and I was just watching. And I was just kind of just looking at this guy. I'm like, man, I didn't even really knew, I didn't even really know who exactly who he was, but I heard the name and I knew. I, th- I don't know if Scarface or whatever, or some guy was out at that time, but I knew that he was he was a a, a, a famous guy, a famous actor. Yeah. So for me to sit there and just watch how these guys just delivered their lines. And I'm like, man, that really kind of was my first buzz at the acting thing. And, you know, I had gone on and I did a few things after that. So, again, you know, watching those guys and looking at Jamie, you know, those guys inspired me to, like, want to do do a little bit more than football. And so, you know, obviously I still have a long way to go. I want to do some stuff uh, uh, on the big screen. So, um, again, I'm trying to, you know, expand upon my talents and my good looks. So, you know, hopefully that can land me somewhere. Yeah. Besides on a commercial with Carl well, Jr. When it yeah. comes to doing things after football, I think, Rob, you got... Yeah, we have one, one, one more story to talk about. This is uh, non-Super Bowl related, but uh, this guy looks like he's been uh, eating a few of your Philly cheesesteak burgers from uh, Carl Jun- Carl's Jr. Uh, so here is uh, Jared Lorenzen. Uh, he's a former... He is oh, a, that was the quarterback for the... Was it was it the Giants? Yeah, he was a backup for the Giants. Yeah, and now he is uh, playing quarterback at 6'4", 340. What? Yeah, yeah. he plays for um, what's it? the team oh has a great name. Oh, my gosh, he is huge. Uh, the Northern Kentucky River Monsters. <laughs> so he, he looks look- like a river monster. What? Yeah, and there's some funny videos of him on Vine of him scrambling. Uh, he's very mobile for 340 pounds. He looks like an ocean monster, not a river monster. <laughs> yeah. So, so T.O., after you... Sorry, 320. He's 320, not 340. Did they ever come at you with this arena football thing? Have they ever asked you, hey, would you, would I played you consider... In the, yeah. I played in the indoor football league uh, there in Texas for the Allen Wranglers. Uh, was it uh, 2011? Yeah. Um, you know, I was uh, getting, you know, uh, rehabbing, and I was just... You know, getting over and getting back almost to 100% healthy. And, you know, honestly, playing in that league, you know, as a receiver, um, because I was back and forth here training in, the, in in Los Angeles and I was playing, um, you know, contractually just in the home games. And I noticed that with the, that the field is only 50 yards long. So, obviously, for me, like, that's around probably like 40 yards is when my speed started to kick in. Right. You couldn't even accelerate. Right. So, by the time I started to accelerate, I'm, I'm having to decelerate. But I did notice the intermediate routes, the quickness, that literally helped me, you know, in, in, in running routes, you know, in open, in a, in a larger football field. Because the steps are a little quicker. You have to quicken up your timing, everything. 
But I think you're good enough to be a river monster. I oh, think, I, I think you know, because Jared's going to need some help. I mean, oh, look yeah. at yeah. that. Look oh at that. God. 320 pounds a quarterback. He's going to need something. And I, I guarantee if we ran a reverse, I'm sure he would, you know, wouldn't mind. He you could know, throw lead, a block. Leading the way for me. Slowly. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, if he can get in the way, like I said, he's mobile now. He's mobile, and he's not. It's not like you're going to be taking him, taking him down with just an arm tackle either. No, definitely that's not. For sure. That's for sure. Look that's at right. that. He's shedding. Look at that. He's shedding tacklers and everything. Well, yeah. Well, who's going to tackle a 320 pound quarterback? You got, you know, I don't think a blitzing cornerback's really going to bother him. Well, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think that's that's encouraging for someone his size. Yes. Um, you know, obviously for for guys that that feel like they're too big and they can't play, and and if you want, if you still got football in you and you can't make it or play at a at a at a certain level, sure. um, you can go to these indoor football leagues, try out. Um, they don't pay a lot, but if you have the love for the game. Yeah, uh, you can go, you know, make a name for yourself. So, that, so there's hope for pot roast after the NFL. Absolutely. Yeah, check Absolutely. out some of these stats he had. In 2011, he threw for 3,473 yards and 81 touchdowns. That's that's for you. That's a sign right there. <laughs> that's for you. That's a sign <laughs> right 81 there. 81 touchdowns in one season. What? Yeah. Man, I mean, awesome. Peyton Manning needs to get, eat his heart out. 81 I touchdowns. I don't think Peyton's going to the River Monster. <laughs> Imagine. But how great would it be if he did? Just showed up, said, all right, I'm going to win this. Yeah. I, 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 I got to win something. Since we're going through topics, I've always wanted to say something about this. And I'm glad this guy, Desmond Bryant. Uh, ooh, is, he, is he from Cle- is he Des Bryant? Cleveland. Desmond. No, Desmond oh. from Cleveland. Uh, defensive lineman from uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he's griping. Not, I ain't going to say griping. He's really unhappy about his seats that he got at the Super Bowl. And everybody that don't know and the ones that do know, all the players get two tickets. Oh. And you would think that at least they would at least give us some type of, like some premium type seating. Being that, you know, we this is a game that we play. Uh, a lot of the fans come out and, and support us and watch us. You would think that we would get some seats uh, that were somewhat de- uh, decent. Uh, but he tweeted, uh, thanks at NFL for these bum-ass seats at the top of the stadium, hashtag never again, and he attached a, a, Peter, uh, a picture, a Twitter picture uh, of his seats, and literally they look like ants from where he are from from where he is. Yeah, I didn't know they give the players two tickets well, to the game. They, yep. you got to pay for them though. Yeah, you gotta, I, and and this was the thing because I heard this argument the day after the game, and this is what people were saying. Okay, you get every player can buy two seats at face value. And people are like, yo, man, you make an NFL salary. If you want to sit closer, buy the tickets. You know what I mean? Like you could, like if anybody could afford a five thousand dollar ticket to sit closer to the field, it would be an NFL player, right? right. I mean, and but- the NFL. Let's face it, the NFL. It, it's a business. You think they're gonna give you players the best seats in the house when they could sell them to Coca Cola or? General Motors or Chrysler for you know twenty thousand dollars a seat or whatever they get. Why not? I mean, Why not? Because that that's business. NFL's in it for the money. Well, true, but at the same time, there are guys. You know, this is this is what this is what this game is a made this made of. Also, also, let's be honest. You play for Cleveland. You're barely in the NFL. Okay, <laughs> you're not, you know you Alonzo. You're there in name. You're gonna get emails about that. I'm okay with that. I could use a few emails. <laughs> I'm not playing Cleveland till July. They'll have forgotten by then. Right, but now they wonder. <laughs> but that's why guys be trying to go out and scalp their tickets because of stuff like this. 
Like the NFL is really not what it's cracked up to be. Everybody thinks we get to live the life. You do and you don't. You know what I mean? But it's not like we get the best of everything. I thought that when I was in the, in the league, and I've noticed that being when I was there during and after the league. You would think that, you know, we have the best trainers available. You would think we would have the best facilities available. But there are colleges whose facilities and training staff is that is far better than some of these NFL teams. Yeah, which which doesn't make sense. But I, I, I absolutely believe you that not, not every team invests the money in the team. But they say, like, right. as an athlete. But they right, wonder they, why these they, teams are well, subpar. That's why, that's why the best NFL tight ends all play power forward in the NBA, right? The NBA is the league you want to be in. That's that in baseball. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe Russell will switch. Maybe he'll switch. T.O., I was thinking about this before. Do you want to give a timeout for the year, for the all the entire season? Man, that's what, man. I, that's gotta, the worst one what? to get, the timeout of the year. Woo, man, we don't even have any candidates, huh? <laughs> man, it, that would help if we had some candidates. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody from the Super Bowl that gets a timeout? Uh, mm, I'm trying to think. Man. Man, I'm just thinking about this, how tenacious that defense was. If you saw every time somebody caught that ball, they didn't get too far. They got about five, ten yards max. Yeah, the defense was – it was amazing. And, uh, yeah, your argument is right. If not one of the best defenses of all time, one of the best Super Bowl defenses exactly of all time. Exactly, because you held yeah. the guy with the most touchdowns and yards in a season – to eight points, that yeah. team to eight points, and you said the spread was what? It was Three. close. Yeah, mm. it was very close. Do you think that if they played the game again, okay, just like just let's hit the reset button? Do you think it's as bad as it was on Sunday? Do you think that just got out of hand, or do you think that Seattle is really head they, and shoulders above Denver? They proved it. They'll get molly whopped. They will get molly whooped. Whoa, that's yeah, worse. I don't, I don't think anything changes. Seattle just—they would. I mean, maybe some of the some of the plays. Maybe you don't get the pick six or something like that. But the Seattle defense was so fast and but that's so strong part of the game that uh, I don't. I think if if they play the game again, it's like thirty to ten. Okay, you know. two more points. Yeah, yeah. I give it sounds that. better than what we saw. <laughs> it's still a molly whopping. <laughs> it was a molly, molly whopping. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, a- any candidates for timeout of the year? Man, I don't know, man. Timeout of the year, man. I'm surprised. I'm man. I hate Roy's not here. Just yeah, give I'm, it to Roy I'm, Wood. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, he would help in this. <laughs> I, I yeah. I think uh, we would give it to Roy. Let's let's <laughs> for pick the out. best commercial of the game. There was this Carl's Jr. spot. For a Philly cheesesteak burger. Oh, that was looked delicious. That was like artwork, wasn't it? Yes. That wasn't even. I heard. I heard people. I was, that wasn't I, I even was television. Getting, that was more of art. I yeah. Think. I was getting tweets. You know, congratulations about the commercial, but because I didn't know that they were going to run it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess obviously in certain markets, yeah, you know, they ran it. So, kudos to in, to Carl's Jr. In certain markets, yeah, it's a Super Bowl. The certain that certain market would be the world. 
right? But they don't, they, I don't think they showed it in every market. Yeah, I think yeah, that, yeah, that it did. If it's if it's on the Super Bowl, it's everywhere. Well, I think there's there's local commercials and there's also yeah. like like regional commercials and there's like the right. big national right, commercials. Right. Exactly. So I think that, that we saw Carl's Jr. in in, in L. A. But I'm not sure if you got it in uh, New York. New York. Because yeah. I don't think Carl's Jr. is everywhere. Yeah, I didn't see it because well, I was watching. Did you do two versions of the commercial? Because Carl's Jr. has a different name on the East Coast. Uh, Hardee's. Hardee's. Yeah. yeah. You did both commercials, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure it ran. I'm sure a Hardee's commercial ran on the East. So that's why everybody Carl's was kind of staring at me when I was going through the airport. Yeah. Yeah, they, they you was it. Man. They were wondering where the two girls were. Man. See, that's the see how they were carrying my Was luggage, it two girls Taylor? or three? It's about three or four. Yeah. They, they, and see, they, they were and look at them. Yeah. That, yeah. That's T.O.'s life. See, everyone else watching the game is on Pornhub. Yeah. T.O.'s got three women. He's like, eh. Was it three or eh. four? I don't even remember. I think that was Monday. <laughs> and, and and the NFL isn't a great life. No, it's not. <laughs> Amen. Look at the look on Andrew's face right now. Ask him. Andy, I'm sorry. What, what, what league would he like to be in? Would he like to be here? Handling our technical recording, or just for one weekend, be an NFL player. Be in the LOB waiting for Savannah Sampson. That's right, gang banging. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you asked me, I'd be a river monster for a week if I had the chance. Man, gotta be some groupies for the river monsters. You gotta think at least of one. Of course. Yeah. Man, this has been been an awesome time with you guys, man. I don't. This is our last. Is this our last show? I don't know. We we don't know that that <laughs> has to come up with the producers. If our, if our contracts get renewed, they, they they don't know yet. And uh, and you know what's really funny? If this is not our last show, I'm actually available next week. I would actually <laughs> oh. be able to do two shows in what? a row back to back. So what? yeah, so obviously we're we're, we're ending. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I I have third. If this is indeed our last show, I've definitely thoroughly enjoyed you guys. Man, it's been fun getting to know you, fun working with you, fun fun Absolutely. seeing you beyond the guy who was on the field. Well, you know, this is this is who I am. Oh, he's know. getting humble again. Oh. We got to get Jamie back on the phone. <laughs> oh, this is who I am, man. People just don't understand when I'm on the football field, dude. I'm an animal. I imagine Richard, I'm Richard Sherman. You imagine the cameraman laying on the ground with two pulled hamstrings, talking about. Where's my union steward? I ain't putting out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nobody I, I, told me I had to cover T.O. I, I ain't getting paid enough to run. <laughs> oh, I remember that, too. Yep. Then they had to get a dolly. Man. They had to get a dolly. <laughs> yeah. With a motor on it. Yeah, because they could do and keep up. So for me, like, I didn't understand. Like, that was like, dude, that was my first time. Like, being on a set, being around, you know, movie stars. Yeah. You know. Didn't know how highly decorated and a director Oliver Stone was, you know. But I, once I was there, you know, people let me know, like, yeah, this is a big time director. Um, again, saw you know Cameron Diaz from afar, you know, all these people. So I'm just like, man. So I just wanted to do the right thing. So they told me what to do. I I did it a hundred percent. Man, I wish uh, I wish YouTube was around back then because we'd have the YouTube clip yeah. of him outrunning the camera. I haven't heard a story like that since I was in L.A. in the 80s when Magic was playing ball, and Magic would throw passes and lose the cameraman because Magic would do a no-look, and the cameraman would be looking one place, and the ball is somewhere else because Magic was so good at that. Right, right. That's the last time I heard a story like that. Oh, I wish we had a YouTube clip (laughs) of T.O. outrunning the cameras. He could probably still do it. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, if you want to make sure that you are hooked up for the next time we have a podcast, uh, whenever that is, uh, go to get your pop, uh, get your podcast ready. 
G-E-T-C-H-A-PodcastReady.com and subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud. How about that? Hey, sounds good to me. Everybody out there in the left, man, I appreciate you guys supporting at Timeout with T.O., my man Alonzo Bowden, my man Rob Sesternino, signing off right here. If you want to see me, find out anything I got going on, tune in, Twitter, Instagram, at Terrell Owens. Watch out for this clothing line, too. It's coming to you soon. You know I